listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You write like a black woman who's never been hit before. I read poetry in Philly for the first time ever. She started walking up all the way from in the back of the room. From against the wall she came, big coat, boots, eyes soft as candles and two storms blowing. Something she could not see from way back there, but could clearly hear in my voice. Something she needed to know before pouring herself back out into the icy city night. She came close to get a good look. To ask me something she found in a strange way missing from my black woman poetry sidestepping the crowd ignoring the book signing lines she stood there waiting for everyone to go waiting like some kind of representative and when it was just the two of us she stepped into the shoes of her words hey you write real soft spell it out kind no bullet holes no open wounds in your words how you do that write like you've never been hit before but i could hardly speak all my breath held ransom by her question hey welcome to another episode of the blackout tips um with your host rod and karen and you can find us on itunes stitcher Potomac, all those places leave us five star reviews if, if we like them we'll read them on the air we appreciate everybody that takes time out to do that the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme um and let's just get right into it okay guys okay two two things okay um number one that poem was mm-hmm. deep mm-hmm. um and wow because i'm because i'm like listening to you read it mm-hmm. and i'm like right like you ain't never been hit before like all women ain't been beat yeah a lot of them have don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but all women ain't been beat well that's just part of the poem that's not even the whole poem that's just the first like i don't know third maybe um but you know i think it's also saying something about people's art too correct like you know um there's no pain there's no hurt there's no uh honesty quote unquote in the word maybe um but you're right not everybody's been hit right and and people that have been hurt think a lot of times it makes you feel like everybody's been hurt and those that aren't are lying to you somehow or faking right 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 and the thing is everybody's uh life experiences is different you know that's almost like a lot of older women sometimes give younger women bad advice you know when it comes i'm particularly straight i'm talking about like straight Mm -hmm. relationships when it comes to those things and you know it's one of those things where there are some women that are actually happy in their lives it ain't and just because somebody writes like they haven't been beat it doesn't mean they ain't felt hurt it doesn't mean they ain't felt pain well, or disappointment it, like that's not that's not realistic i mean well i'll finish reading it because it's, it's a good poem it goes on um and it kind of addresses some of the things that you brought up um for people that 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 don't know um the the poem is by nikki finney mm-hmm. and it's called the girlfriend's train um you can find it online um so it was after she she said uh but i could hardly speak all my breath held ransom by her question i looked at her and knew there was a train on pause somewhere 
maybe just outside the back door where she had stood listening a train with boxcars that she was escorting somewhere when she heard about the reading a train with boxcars carrying broken women's bodies that carved up legs with bullet bullet riddled stomachs momentarily on pause from moving cross country women's bodies brown black and blue laying right there where coal cars and cattle usually do she needed my answer for herself and for them too hey we were just wondering how you made it through and we didn't i shook my head i had never thought about having never been hit and what it might have made me sound like you know how many times i've been stabbed she raised her blouse all the way above her breast the cuts on her resembling some kind of grotesque wallpaper how many women are there like you then i knew for sure she had been sent in from the philly code by the others on the train to listen stand up close and make me out as best she could she put my hand over top hers asking could we stand up straight back to back straight back straight back to straight back measure our out our differences right then and there she gathered it all up wrote down the things she could remembering the rest to the train load of us waiting out back for answers full to the brim and with every age of woman every neighborhood of woman whose name has already been forgotten the train blew his whistle she started to hurry i moved towards her and she stood back to back i mean and we stood back to back her hand grazing the the top of our heads my hand measuring out our same widths each of us recognizing the brown woman latitudes the black woman longitudes and the other i turned around held up my shirt and brought my smooth belly onto her scarred one our navels pressing marking out some kind of new equatorial line um yeah i I do think that um she's talking about her own privilege in this situation you know where it's like that woman came to to measure her for the fact that there were so many women that have been hurt and damaged and 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 broken and tossed to the side and forgotten and here you are on the stage and you're sharing your life but it's still your life and you're sharing an experience that a lot of black women uh have have not gotten to have so i think she's kind of confronting her own privilege there through this you know metaphorical black woman that confronted her her show um not to say she's less of a black woman or not real right but to say that you know even within her experiences there's other people have been that have been forgotten while she's on that stage talking correct and like when you really think about it uh it's one of those things where and i would continue to say this even in a marginalized group you can still have privilege Mm mm-hmm and that's a very hard concept for people to understand because a lot of people, if they're in a marginalized group, they just come to the assumption that um, I'm in a marginalized group. But it's, mm-hmm. it actually is layers to the marginalized group regardless if we want to acknowledge them or pinpoint them out or not. And, you know, because it's sad, but to an extent it almost is a privilege to actually go and live your life and and particularly uh being attracted to men and not have one uh beat you you know mm-hmm. or or uh, uh uh do something to you um and it's one of the things where um i don't know it just it just made me just think that's mm-hmm. all that's why i actually read the rest of it because i like i like had so many questions like the thing is too for some women they 
get to the point where they're talking about their lives right now and they might be at a point of privilege mm-hmm. but sometimes it don't mean they've always been privileged yeah i think what she's saying is through her art uh a person that had been through a different type of life couldn't hear it Correct. you know i think it happens all the time now the the problem i think a lot of people have is the distrust that grows there when we measure each other because i mean they literally measured each other in this poem and 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 measured up to be you know physically kind of the same except this woman had been so hurt so it's almost like just chance it was no you know it's almost like people sometimes look at people that are happy and they're like how'd you do that because life is just different for different people and sometimes um we don't all get the same you know uh whatever it's not all the same for some of us some whether it's just luck at the draw you just hey i got some great parents and i had a great background whether it's you had to fight to get where you were but you can still hear the pain and you can still hear the hurt and you can still hear the scars in people even those people who have fought to get where they are um and like i said to me it's the distrust that is bred a lot of times because it is kind of a confrontation and a measuring sometimes or you feel confronted and you feel measured in your privilege of so are you saying i'm less of a woman right saying i shouldn't be allowed to speak what are you saying here in this situation but uh she was never the the woman who was in pain who was hurt who had survived she wasn't saying you shouldn't be up here allowed to speak she was looking at almost like a magic trick like how you do that you know it's kind of like the kid that in the black panther that sees the spaceship and he's like who are you you know what i mean <laughs> like it's kind of like what like you know the the life i've led is full of train cars of dead and beaten and bruised women and here you are pristine to my eyes you know doesn't necessarily mean you are pristine but correct the author does admit even in this like poem like i've never been hit so she, even she's saying like how could you tell i haven't been abused basically or hit from from my poem you know from from my my poem reading um and and the person was right like that assumption it wasn't an incorrect assumption she was like i had never thought about this idea that someone could hear that i had not went through this experience by just listening to me read a poem correct and it also um makes me think too um because particularly brown women have dealt with a lot of different variations of hurt and pain you know because a lot of people talk about uh, and i'm going to well singing is a form of poetry to me to an extent Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm getting ready to, to say this. When people talk about Mary J. Blige, you know, people talk about what she can't sing. It's not about her quote unquote singing ability. It's the fact that you can feel her words. And mm-hmm. people underestimate the power of when people emote certain emotions. You can feel them. You know, and that's why, you know, Mary had a phase where you know from i'm going down to like all those songs people go i felt that and it was her her voice and her sound was irrelevant it was her the way she emoted her feelings leaped off of the cd record or album whatever you were listening to and it touched something within you within your soul or spiritual man or aura that was like oh you've been through something 
Mm -hmm. i've been through the same thing it might not be as severe as yours but i have been to a point where i felt that so from that perspective i i do understand and i even know for me in particularly i uh speak sometimes from a privileged point because no i've never been beat Mm -hmm. so i don't well, but I do understand, you know what I mean? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like I disregard or, or, or cause the family, my family members have been beat and all kinds of shit. So it's not like I'm oblivious to it. Well, everybody has, um, privilege. Correct. Of some type. I think people say that as a platitude, but they don't accept it as a reality of their life. Right. Like your plight isn't always the one that's being examined and it's not always the most relevant one. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily, um, while the poem is framed as a confrontation i think the ending is kind of that it's not really a confrontation it's just two differences correct um and as much as one would suppose about someone who had been a survivor of abuse or being abused or whatever there's also an assumption of people who haven't you know and there and then within that you have all this space for judgment and conflict and but that never came up in the poem so correct. i i mean I think it may trigger that emotion in you, but I don't right. think that that's what the poem, the poem was not saying, and you're not real or you shouldn't be up here. It was more marveling at her, like how, cause this is the reality for so many women. It, and it is. And that now, and I, and I completely, um, understand that mm-hmm. from, from that perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because me for hearing it for the first time, it's like, well, what are you trying to say about women that ain't being beat? Are you just trying to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it makes- but that's, it's almost like that light skin shit where people be like, as a light skin woman, I feel outcast because the dark skinned black women would feel this type of way, and I'm like, yeah, but you also in this in the hierarchy, you have that. That's your privilege, correct? And you feel like I'm being attacked or I'm being confronted. What you trying to say about me? Nothing. That's the point you know what i mean like you can't help that you're light-skinned and you but but you do benefit from it correct you know and it's sad that it's that way but women have been so abused dismissed and 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 killed all this shit Mm -hmm. that it is almost the exception for from the norm to see a woman who is one taken care of two adored loved um doesn't have all the same scars and and abuses as other women it is a privilege you know it is and and for the record it doesn't mean that you haven't had any hardships everybody's life is hard in a different way correct but the poem wasn't talking about that the poem's just talking about a specific instance of this kind of abuse and i and i think also it can be resentment in people that have gone through that experience you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i've i've felt that before where i've had people resent me for something i can't help and i had to let it go right because it's not my job to fix it or to prove that i'm a good person like right whatever they're going through that's their thing i'm not trying to make it worse Mm -mm. but i'm also not the doctor you know and i gotta let that go so somebody resents you for um you know like oh this nigga had two parents ain't shit i can do about that i had two parents i love them cherish them let them know i appreciate them that's the extent of my job and my participation in that if someone were to resent me for having two parents or try to use that as some sort of like thing there's nothing i can do about that you know if they felt a certain way right. now i would assume most people don't feel a certain ways Mm-mm. you know i have no i don't i unless someone gives me a reason to think they have a problem with that why i would never assume that they did right um 
but yeah it's definitely a thing and i've seen people that had like two parents be like to people in single parent or divorce households or something like talk shit right so like, i've like also less than because like i said i've been on the receiving end of that and as right. a child i felt that resentment right so imagine i'm on stage doing some shit and you come up to me like how how do you manage to do that you know how do you feel why do you feel this way or what makes you feel like you should be on stage representing whatever and you know like because you had two parents or something like that i could like if i were to get offended like what the fuck you mean what i something wrong with having two parents you know what i mean like oh my opinion ain't valid like one of the things is that privilege uh even though it shouldn't be a privilege it is that privilege allows me to then kind of be more secure in myself to be like i'm not gonna react harshly towards you you know i have benefited from this and then it also um in that instance um what i would try to withhold assuming you thought something negative of me until otherwise proven because like i said to me that discussion in the poem comes off like how'd you do it how you know how does this happen as a not not the other way around like bitch i don't like you it didn't come off like that to me you know like i said it's like black panther you know the kids like he's seeing a black royalty and technology that's never been interfered with by whiteness so that kid comes up and he's basically like who are you you know almost mirroring the iron man was just like what 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 like what is this like what like what am i seeing i'm not even perceiving it because i because in my mind um when i associate blackness i also have to associate the pain of african-american experience when i see blackness so when i see this dude coming from african royalty and knowing his entire lineage and not being colonized and all this shit i have to it's something for both of us correct you know what i'm saying so that's how i took it anyway yeah that that that's a I, I and and to understand i understand because that's that's a different viewpoint because my initial reaction was like well what are you trying to say you know there are women who may not have got beat by a man but still deal with low self-confidence and all this stuff that comes along with getting beat well you know what i mean it doesn't have to be physical be- beating the porn could mean a lot of things but there is an edge to people who have been um assaulted by life right because you have to do it you have to do it to protect yourself correct so she was i think in this poem she's the woman in the crowd is hearing the lack of the edge and she's saying how because that's something that has typically been reserved for certain class and races of women in america you know it's like you can like it's like when you hear um i don't know when you hear gwena paltrow speak it ain't the same as when you hear when you hear um i don't know um viola davis speak no it ain't not, the same no it's not because i can hear it in in viola yes you can and you but, can but what feel I'm, it but what right. i'm hearing is also the sum total of her life experience on this earth and not all of it's been kind correct and so you know and and to to keep it like black women let's say i hear viola davis but i don't hear the same thing in like a raven simone you know not mm-hmm. not to say that i know their lives but like right there might be less of an edge or more of a like you know like oh her experience in life has just been different correct like viola's developed a shell because she had to to make it and this 
it's like viola davis saying to raven simone like how did you how are you like this you know what i mean which is a valid question because every woman i know that is a black woman has had to fight for something and that shell develops and they have that edge you know and they have that that not this is me speaking from the woman in the poem Mm -hmm. not not me but they have this exterior this fight that they've had to to win to still be here so it's like how are you not presenting that so you 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 do this poem like you've never been hit before you do this poem like you've never been hurt and i can hear it from your words and your choice and your attitude and things you say you do this like you didn't come up like me and how i came up is more representative of all the people around me so how and that's true and it's also i can speak for myself uh the shell the shell is real and as far as you just going being a woman and dealing with life and what i've learned over the years and which is something very hard to do it's a constant fight to keep that shell from wrapping itself around you like it is a very hard and constant fight when you meet women later on in life and they're i'm gonna keep it real they're mean like just mean and out there at everybody and they're not happy and you can just feel the hurt the pain the rage the depression everything just coming out of them mm. that's that shell from a life long time of hurt and pain that uh they've dealt with in various different ways right and that shell is a defense mechanism to protect themselves right you know and so i understand that and i know for me i fight hard against that because i like to life is too short for me right i mean to me so i want to be a happy outgoing very positive person as much as i possibly can and and i guess for me i have to look at it the way you looked at it because from my perspective i'm looking like i've been challenged like that well they were like ain't never i'm like bitch i don't been through some. Ch- i don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. like just because you see me with a happy smiling face it don't mean i ain't been through shit it's wild though because like if you react that way that almost does justify the initial confrontation because that's kind of what people want you know it's like show me you speak this language of the hurt and it's like oh okay so we both been hurt we both been through something okay i can relent now you know like as a black man i know it happens all the time like saying back playing basketball and shit there's a certain type of dudes that'll confront you to see if you're like because you know like i'll play at the y which at this point is a very nice isn't it's nothing like how i grew up playing basketball mm-hmm. you know whether it was in the neighborhood or at the park or or in college you know at, at the park you know like i played in some pretty hood places and shit um and sometimes people would check you you know when i played basketball like my friends would come over from college to play at the park across the street from the college that's where i used to play and in college we play in this in this gym it was a pretty nice gym well it was a gym and it but it was nicer than playing outside correct with the elements and the locals and all mm-hmm. this shit and um i i, I chose to play outside with the locals because that's kind of how i grew up and it was just kind of i got used to it you know i was just playing with the local people kind of became my friends and we played ball together and they knew me and they gave me nicknames and all that shit so i was more comfortable there than playing in college you know uh with my college friends but every once in a while college friends would come across the street and they play ball with me and you would hear like the 
local people kind of resented the college people right and i guess i had just been playing with them so long they either forgot i was in college or they just thought of me as a different like he's the good one right from over there at fayetteville state but Mm -hmm. most of the oh he don't think he better than right Right. i had played enough that they knew that i that i was more my element playing in the quote-unquote hood than i was playing it with the college kids right so they would come out there you know they like like the college dudes would come and they'd be like fuck you college boy and like they would immediately kind of attack them and be calling them soft and shit now keep in mind they might be college kids but they went to hbcu they could have been from the hood it wasn't necessarily these kids that they might have even been local to Fayetteville. i don't know but come on they definitely challenged the college dudes a lot more and it was almost like they needed you to one show respect to them and what they had been through and that you know a hundred feet across the street they weren't getting four-year degrees or living their dreams right um like we'd be in the middle of a game and somebody be like i'm about to like i I gotta go i gotta sell drugs real quick like i gotta make this transaction hold up hold up you know we're you know it just it was just all kinds of shit going on there you know gangs all kinds of shit going Mm -hmm. on over there i've seen people get shot at i've seen people uh get beat up dislocated shoulders all kinds of shit over there at that park um but to me in a weird way it still felt more of my element than you know the bougie college basketball niggas like it still felt so all that to say though i i like i've had a fairly great life my parents are great um you know maybe i was born in uh the public housing or whatever but i didn't stay there long enough that for it to truly um tattoo my soul the way that it does some people correct like i still was able to dream i was still able to achieve my parents still had two parents i still had stable home all this stuff so you know there's some privileges that i've had but i just you know when i had whenever i had my moments where someone tried to check me it kind of felt like this form where it was like yeah i haven't been hit you know what i mean but that don't make you less of a person than me right and that wasn't right that that happened to you right and i still love you and i still you know i press my flesh up against yours and tell you that you still my brother but yeah i have had a different experience and it does roughen us you know what i mean so uh i don't know it just to me is like that's what i hear when i hear that poem i don't hear i never took it as how dare you think me soft you know what i mean i think more like i wish we could all be afforded to be a little softer because it's not fair right you know what i mean right. i wish we could all uh be men that cried be men that love be men that um don't have to express this like uh dismissal or um I don't know using of women be men that don't have to be homophobic be men that um don't have to shy away from somebody touching you or hugging you you know be men that can be educated that's something we should all be able to have i was able to have a household where that wasn't frowned upon right you know and it's it's unfortunate that other people have haven't 
but you know if someone were to call me soft or whatever i it's not the to me it's not the biggest insult in the world i don't need to prove to you that i'm hard i've never killed anybody you know i'm never like i don't want to be uh i'm not out here to prove i'm mr tough guy you know and i think the reason the poem resonates is because to her she had never really thought about oh you can hear this in me you know what i mean like you can hear this but even with all that i know people from my background that would have still kind of succumbed to some shit so it's not like i'm not proud of the decisions i made or the work that i've done or you know just just the luck that i've had right like it's, it's like it's not like you don't get to be proud of that shit but i recognize that life could have easily fell a different way just one mistake one thing my whole life would have been different and and that's you know for everybody so to me that's what the poem says not it's not it's not about an attack on anybody and it's not about the i love the ending how the measuring contest turns into her person her her, my unscarred smooth skin against hers you know because it's not really um it's not really a contest no and also the thing is i I guess from from my perspective speaking from a uh since you know since we talk about beatings um you know being physically beat speaking from a place of privilege on that it's like one of those things where i still do have compassion on things but i wish that didn't happen to you like like my heart still goes out and we're still one in the same you Mm. know um because i might not have experienced it but i still see your scars i still feel your pain you know i i am very understanding to that well we're not responsible to fix the person correct i see you you know what i mean i see you but i didn't do that to you and i can't heal those wounds that's something that only you can do i can't do it but i but i see you and i'm not gonna forget you and i'm not gonna act like you don't exist and i'm not gonna speak for you because i don't speak for you you know Mm -hmm. but you know at the same time you know we all live in our lives to the best that we can so right you know but uh anyway we got this is a huge tangent Uh, what was the other thing you had to say you said two things oh and the second thing is that i got this light i like this light how you like it for those of you that are listening and can't see on uh on uh uh crowdcast I got this little contraption to actually brighten my face, to make my face softer and stuff. And I really do like this light. Might get you one too. I, um, well, one, I'm, I'm fine with, without the light. I don't need the light. Um, but yes, it looks great. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I thought it was fine before, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> but if you like the light, that's, that's, that's great. That's beautiful. I do. I like the light. I'm glad you, you make like my it. face pop. Um, and, <laughs> Uh, the only things I had to say was, um, imagine smoking that heart-shaped herb from, uh, Black Panther, though. I don't think you can do that, but okay. Well, you might can. I'm just saying. I bet you'd be high as fuck. If you drink it and go to the spirit plane, who knows what happened if you fucking, if you fucking smoke that shit. You'll never come back. Mm. Uh, I know I'm agnostic because every time I type Jesus into my phone, it autocorrects to Jesus. <laughs> and i just been leaving it i ain't even been changing it um and lastly um i walked outside today and smelled the dogwoods the dogwoods are starting to bloom already it's fucking february because it's been 70 80 degrees that's why and um let me tell you something guys 
the smell of tree semen in the air is so terrible <laughs> i fucking hate this time of year like just get it over with spring you know let's get this summer let's get this shit out of the air because oh, uh, right. all March the trees semen April, just May, gonna be like three months three four floating months. down in our eyes and our mouths and all over our faces and our lungs and our throats just tree semen everywhere in your ears <laughs> on your car <laughs> these trees are some nasty ass freaks okay none of us asked to be a part of y'all's tree bukkake no i didn't here we go every fucking year with this bullshit man now i gotta take motherfucking allergies and shit allergy medicines to stop it because ugh, it's terrible (laughs) all right um tiffany hatch is gonna host the 2018 mtv movie and tv awards i'm here for her might be the first time i watch it even though i won't know anybody Mm-mm. she's the only reason why i'm watching it if mm-hmm. i and that's if i watch it i might just record it and just see her parts and fast forward past other bullshit mm-hmm. um yeah maybe i watch the highlights yeah that's yeah and a lot of times you know youtube and all that stuff you know you're gonna get the highlights mm-hmm. uh chris tucker confirms carter and lee will return in rush hour four rush hour three was boring and terrible but i will be there for rush hour four because i love these niggas they be cooning it up mm-hmm. yeah because and the thing is uh i don't i hope it's not as boring as the third one the first two i enjoyed the first two the third one yeah it was boring yeah he fell in love with that woman and shit it was boring as fuck yeah it was not good he went cooning it up mm-hmm. i need to go back to never touch a black man's radio and all that shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm lee you know um but yeah he said um this is gonna be the rush of all rushes jackie is ready and we want to do this so that people don't ever forget it so we'll see i hope you're right i'm you know i'm like you i'm there for it Mm -hmm. uh stacy dash is filed to run for congress okay as a republican Mm mm-hmm her congressional district contains the cities of compton watts san pedro san pedro and north long beach word <laughs> yep word mm-hmm you think them niggas gonna put you in office uh i'm just saying she's uh depending on those votes i hope you black people are gonna get out to the polls that district's only been represented by a democrat since 2012 so i mean maybe she can bring it back to the to the republican side mm. stacy trash getting the black vote from snoop dog dr dre mm. uh, Isa. The, 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 um, why do you look 50 and you're 24 get out in the street and register to vote people no i don't don't need lid i wish i could cast my vote (laughs) i don't know she might win karen then what you gonna do she wins that all them black people in that district maybe it's been gentrified by now shit i forget yeah you know what that's that's a high probability yeah yeah they done been moving people out the fucking hood and raising their rent up no Mm -mm. 
No. No. No, no, no. No. Hell no. 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 I refuse. No. No. Yeah, I can't see it. Not for Stacy. Nigga, please. Um, so we'll see. That, 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 that's all I can say. We will see. Yeah, black Republicans finding out a lot these days, so. Uh, director Ava DuVernay stars Hollywood Diversity Initiative. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Your fave could never. I swear, man, she's, she's gotta be already on the wall in every Black History Month classroom. Did the schools thing, the roles ain't that the hell yet? If it ain't, we should, yeah, we should get on top of just Ava DuVernay Middle School. Elementary School. Yeah. High School. DuVernay High School. Junior High. DuVernay College. I don't even know if they have them no more. You know, we, I'm gonna petition Fayetteville State to change it to DuVernay State University. Come on. Um, yeah, come this summer, DuVernay's Evolve Entertainment Fund will collab with big name companies like DreamWorks and Creative Artists Agency to make 150 internships for aspiring artists. In turn, the following summer, all interns will be hired under the LA's Career Project. Hire, Wait, she, she guaranteeing them jobs? Guaranteeing them jobs. That's what I'm talking about. She was like, we ain't gonna waste your motherfucking time. If you make it through, you got a fucking job. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people get them internships and then they can't, they get out in the workforce and they can't get no jobs because of what? Racism. Mm-hmm. She's just walking up in there like, let's get you some jobs, guys. And you know what? And the thing is, she was like, we're going to get, not only we're going to get you some jobs, guarantee you some of them people, she going to handpick them, but like, oh, and you, 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 and you, you working with me. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you, anybody that touched the hem of her garment, you, I'm not trying, not trying to find you, you're going to be blessed and highly favored, and she's going to take you right on up the ladder with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, good for her. Evolve mm-hmm. Entertainment is a $5 million initiative, and it won't be working off tax dollars. The money will actually come from fundraisers and grants acquired by entertainment companies. Evolve Entertainment plans to assist 500 interns a year by 2020. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Get that diversity because the thing is, with that, you're gonna guarantee them jobs, which means they're gonna get in there, which means they're gonna a make money and work, which means eventually you give them a few years, they're gonna get in positions of power, positions to make executive decisions, and 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 shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, new Bay Alert, Keisha Cole got a twenty-year-old, twenty-two-year-old um, boo. And I only bring this up because we was talking yesterday about who was going to be the first celebrity woman to just start fucking these young dudes and not explaining nothing. Maybe it could be Keisha Cole. You ain't got to explain shit, girl. Just start rolling with these young niggas. Mm -hmm. The artist's name, Nico. Cougar in and up. Mm -hmm. The artist's name, Nico Hale. Posted a few pics and video of him and Keisha Cole riding ATVs with a few friends. Can I see? Oh, no. I guess you can see. I mean, if you want to see this nigga, hold on a second. (laughs) It's nothing special, really. Uh, it, the pictures aren't the most flattering. It's him up behind her on the ATV, and you really can't tell it's her because she got a helmet on. So it's, we only know it's her because he said so. <laughs> so maybe when they get some better pictures, it less clothes on. We'll see if she really made. She's doing like DiCaprio, um, dating hot twenty-two year olds for the rest of his life. Correct. Uh, but good for Keisha Cole and whatever his name was, I just forgot um 
oh the texas police shot a man who had disarmed a possible church shooter mm-hmm. they shot the good guy with a gun right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. correct yeah because that when you walk in a situation you don't know mm-hmm. all you see is guns all right the only thing that can stop a bad guy i was guy. rooting for you we were all rooting for you how dare you the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun who didn't get shot by the police police in armorillo shot an innocent man who helped foil a possible church shooting the shooting happened shortly after 9 a.m it's funny because it's like the nra almost had the perfect story right oh this dude stopped the church shooting then what happened uh police couldn't tell who it was so they shot his ass too right because you both got fucking guns joshua lynn jones 35 barged to a church building at faith city missouri wait first city mission pulled out a gun and was holding about a hundred congregants and the church staff hostage in the time between when the police and dispatch and officers arrived a handful of churchgoers wrestled jones to the ground one of the congress was able to grab jones's gun so it wasn't even their gun and of course officers entered the building saw the churchgoer holding a gun and then opened fire correct they were hospitalized in stable condition right they just seen you had a gun he's since been released and told the station he would do it all over again despite being shot by the police there were other people there i just took the gun away from him i got shot i got the bad part it's life so and of course the church the guy who was gonna shoot up the church has been held on 1.2 million dollars bail everybody's white right i don't know they're racist because ain't no nigga gonna be like if they shot me again no you white yeah i wouldn't even know what to say to jesus if i got shot trying to save everybody like that i guess he know how jesus feel i I mean that's how he felt betrayed Mm -mm -mm. no Um, he didn't feel betrayed hit he would do it all over again apparently i guess he literally did now um tisha campbell martin files for divorce from Dwayne martin after two decades of marriage that he got mad she was talking about doing that martin reboot after everything she said she went through on the set with martin lawrence so they got a divorce i hope not but okay. they made it through bankruptcy and everything all right Mm-mm-mm. after 27 years of being together and two amazing children Ooh, that's a long time that's a long time it pains me to announce that i filed for divorce the actress said in a statement it's an emotional time and i gracefully graciously asked for privacy for me our children and the rest of our family they were wed back in 1996 and have two children since then 1996 Woo. Mm-hmm. that's too bad man i was i was rooting for them uh michelle obama signs a 30 million dollar deal to publish an intimate memoir to be released one week after the midterm elections i'm here for it i need to find out how to pre-order it Mm-hmm. continue my routine of just voting and rooting for all the black people i'm voting i'm rooting for all the black people that shit gonna sell like hotcakes mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm happy she getting her money some some capitalism some some uh i i don't know some 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 bernie uh I, I don't know what the appropriate things that everybody's gonna say to try to dull the shine on this shit but i don't good for her good for them 
and this probably also means some black charities are gonna get some money because right. every time them obamas get paid they turn around and break off a piece for the community in chicago and shit um gonna be another foundation somewhere and this is the book i've been waiting to read right i mean we love you barack but mm-mm, this yeah. is what i want you know bury the optimist and shit and he always gotta see both sides and we can come together and this is not our nature and michelle be out there just sitting behind him like i love this dumb fool but i don't believe that <laughs> right? these white people are crazy and that's the book i need to read she will also narrate the audio version oh shit i might get the audio version too then i need to hear them inflections dog because you know she gonna be spilling the tea with just the way she say words mm-hmm uh no they're gonna have audio book set i'm like god damn that's the only book we've been selling yes also 30 million girl make that motherfucking money 30 million lebron james ain't getting 30 million a year Woo! for one book uh, because, not trying to find it because they know people want the book because mm-hmm. she gonna be talking about i wore my shoulders out and them white bitches lost their minds that's what she got and she gonna be sipping she gonna be doing her audio book audio book and she gonna be like, let me put my teacup down mm, her only previous book was a 2012 work on gardening called american grown but this one's gonna be on t come on and she gonna be spelling it oh yeah i got to get the audio book and the book how she feel about them talking about her arms and her babies Ooh, that's what i want to know because you know barack kind of gonna you know because of who he is you know i i understand nigga but you know she ain't been president so Mm-hmm. i need to hear it it's gonna be some shit talking Mm-hmm um all right. i was about to say you think the first off was five thousand k 500k probably and then monique they was gonna offer a low baller but then monique had f- fell out with netflix so they said we definitely don't need to be lowballing people Mm-mm. we know how that works out because michelle obama talk about us we in trouble a kentucky teacher may lose his job over a video where he said i could have been a school shooter <laughs> but you would you want to put motherfucking guns in their hands well that was his point he was saying (coughs) excuse me that uh he could have been a school shooter and he posted a video empathizing with school shooters and offering suggestions to prevent campus violence donovan hawkins a math teacher at spencer county high school posted a provocative videos uh video two days after a 19 year old gunman of course killed 17 students in florida the video um is called i could have been a school shooter he suggests that schools themselves may be partially to blame for violent outburst okay um he says it's by the grace of god that i was not a school shooter which i very well could have been as a result of my days in high school we're dying because we're putting our kids in these hell holes we call school hawkins who was taught who's taught school for 15 years said he was socially impaired in high school and he recognized the same trouble in some of his students i'm with them every day and they don't want to be there and they don't want to put up with this peer pressure and social constraints he proposed letting those students stay home instead of forcing them to spend hours each day in school so if because you hate school you don't have to go i mean this is quite late i could have could have used this many years ago with all the technology we have instead of kids going to school school can go to them so hey look they won't be shooting up to school because they'll be at home if they shoot up something they shoot up their home first that's less people 
uh, what about the kid that don't kids don't have internet access and every time you turn around they want to take it out low income well you know what karen those oh. kids are typically low income kids and they can come to school because they're not the ones shooting up to school okay the ones with the privilege and the wi-fi them white boys that's who doing all the shooting and they need to stay their ass at home so we can learn i mean you got a point just saying Mm-mm. well who you know that's shooting up the school because they ain't got no wi-fi baby i'll just see these white boys shooting up schools i don't know what you watching but the news look the same every fucking time to me some white kid with a bunch of guns in his house and definitely had the internet because they always have a fucking profile afterwards right but it was on there every day talking about i'm gonna shoot up school i hate school and i can't wait to shoot it up boy do i hate niggers Ooh, let me tell you if i got it here's me and my gun this is me with my dick in my gun ah! every it look like the same motherfucking shooting every school to me they don't the internet don't seem to be the problem i say the the other kids can come to school that don't hate it and the socially awkward uh kids that, that like they gonna shoot some shit up and stay home what's wrong with that as long as they white kids long as they white boys Mm-mm. what i'm talking about preventing school shootings and you what why don't you want them to be able to stay home i don't hear i don't hear a retort i don't hear any reasoning there's no rationale why white boys shouldn't be forced to stay home and not come their ass to school where they gonna shoot up the school if it was black kids nobody would have this problem they send they these black kids special ed special class disruptive fucking juvie oh they love to ship us somewhere they love they to do. put us in that pipeline correct can't wait Mm-mm. well i'm profiling now motherfuckers ah! profile <laughs> these white boys and let them stay home i don't understand what objection there could possibly be to this plan he is right it's safe for everybody listen he only talking about white boys i don't even who else could he be talking about true even niggas that shoot people don't shoot up the school no shoot like one nigga they don't like like it's not not, and if there's too many black kids at the school it's gun detectors and shit anyway right it's it's not even the same like the only people that shoot up schools are white boys and if some like white boy can't fit in and he acting socially awkward and you look on the twitter profile and he holding the gun you know what dog remote communicate your ass to school every day dog you can telecommute every day (laughs) i'll be fine with trevor telecommuting from fucking home where he can only kill the three or four people in his house i'm cool with that and i'm sorry if i'm being insensitive but fuck that shit they shooting up the school and the only reason we even considering all this other shit than sending these motherfuckers home right. is because they white boys right if there was anybody other than white boys we just be like don't let that motherfucker come to school no more they white boys they wouldn't let the kid have a backpack on school but the motherfucker still was allowed on campus let me tell you something if the motherfucker can't carry a backpack to school he, he can't come to school no he can't the fuck is the point <laughs> right well just stay home did you ban him in a locker too get on your laptop we'll pay for the wi-fi i don't give a fuck All you right. can't come to school we'll no pay more for the wi-fi i mean just check his fucking youtube page just every just i'm gonna kill these niggers and jews niggers it's like the fucking last scene of of higher learning of this <laughs> motherfuckers youtube page and we sitting up here talking about some oh it's not fair because what if they use that rule again? fuck that we let's start with them first and we'll work our way down to if it's a problem for anybody else but we can definitely let them white kids get educated and telecommute to school if they're gonna be shooting up the schools because it ain't nobody else it ain't nobody if else. i google search fucking school shooters it's like the same white boy a hundred times and the, the g- have generic family pick it's the same fucking white boy no i don't this dude was not wrong uh anyway 
he basically said the reason he didn't shoot up to school is because he didn't have access to guns when he was a kid in high school and that's why people shouldn't have access to guns and i agree and he said that's also why they shouldn't be allowed to come on campus when we know they fucked up the school can come to them uh, okay um the tv station reported that um because people were like uh his supervisor apparently said you know we might not renew your contract with your with the school in april because you put out this video uh but um the video supposedly is not grounds to uh for termination when contracts are reviewed in the spring even if he ultimately loses his job he said he still has no regret regrets i'm glad i did the video i'm not scared we'll save many many lives if we just take them out of schools if they don't want to be there i think that should be for everybody a lot of people that don't want to be there would actually do better at home than getting up and communicating i mean uh commuting. going commuting to school every morning yeah i ain't gonna speak i'm not even talking about how to expand the program i'm just saying if it's a white boy that just is having problems let his ass stay home agreed because they the only one shooting up shit and i'm not about to i'm profiling because nah! that that's some actual data behind my profiling <laughs> like you look at the pictures it's just white boys yeah uh i'm profiling but yeah the only reason we having this conversation is because god forbid we take away the rights of uh any white white kid white people owning guns niggas shoot up stuff this fucking whole city be like no more guns new york chicago <laughs> no more guns nope that's it and it don't matter fucking guns still get there because yeah. the states around them have lax laws so but they you, just roll across the state line and bring them over yeah but you look where all that shit comes from it's always some niggas that they up oh, san francisco no guns we got to get rid of the guns what happened uh black panthers was, was, was uh, no guns in oakland no more wokeland um more companies cut ties to the nra after customer backlash good yeah apparently uh hurts avis enterprise yeah, cause people been protesting people was like hey y'all doing business with them fuck them niggas mm-hmm. and you know and and a lot of it is that actually makes them look better like you know because as much as the nra is a lot excuse me a lot of them motherfuckers out there but two feet toes a lot more people that are like fuck you and your guns and no that was straight up like there's visa cards for the nra on it i didn't know that i didn't either defend your freedom nra visa card yeah like every purchase helps fund valuable nra programs at no cost to you yeah and that's the that's the shit they've probably been doing this shit for years and people started investigating but like hey you do business with them you do business with them you do business with them and it was like we don't know more yep uh, a lot of banks right they was rental like cars airlines right they was like uh the little bit of money y'all giving us is a fucking drop in a bucket compared to these other mad motherfuckers that's calling and emailing us every day maybe i don't know i don't know how much money the nra gives people me either i don't I think just know nobody there's enough knows. there's enough bad publicity sometimes that it just makes it expedient not to fuck with them correct you know and especially how the nra just gets messier and messier when it comes to how they handle these fucking um how they always handle these these incidents afterwards they they just oh, go out in the terrible. public and start talking crazy and then just like and then people go is this a child sign?" you know they send out these nut jobs to talk about it and they're always like we should give guns guns and 
make fucking uh arnold schwarzenegger the school principal you know like it's always some wild shit like that and you're like people are gonna start going well why the fuck does delta airlines do business with them why is target oh shit uh-huh. why is target doing ah. business with them that you know that's what that's what the nra saying why don't you just meet me in the middle and people are like no nah, we we y'all have gone past the middle and the, and, and the thing is most people that are angry well there are a lot of people that are anti-guns i'm not anti-gun i'm like uh the the grouped nra don't give a fuck about niggas mm. like like y'all have shown where y'all line has is on certain things so i'm like oh i can't associate it with i can't associate with you because niggas been shot in the street for having their right to bear arms and guess what y'all didn't come out y'all didn't come out in protest i didn't see y'all flashing their face everywhere i didn't see y'all making them as a prime example of why y'all trying to diversify so y'all can get black people to actually sign up for the nra none of that was happening so that goes to tell me that the guns were never meant for my black ass yeah they never meant for niggas they still didn't say anything about philando castile um but here's my thing um i am anti-gun i don't think we should have them there's no fucking reason for one um and all the places where they don't have one guess what else they don't have school shootings you know they try to blame everything video games music australia got music they got video games come on x wanga i see them online yeah guess what they don't have school shootings you can't have a fucking ar-15 for fun you know like it's just we selling weapons of mass destruction for fun like there's no fucking kind of deer that you need an automatic like a bump stock so you can fucking <laughs> machine I, I gun mean, a deer you let me know when the deers be fucking cars up and flipping shit over then i might go all right it's everything except if it wasn't for white people this problem would have been solved because right. it's white people's right to have a gun it's not anyone else's if it wasn't for lando castile and honestly if it wasn't for white kids getting shot uh the right kind of white kids we wouldn't be talking about this shit again come on other school shootings have happened in the past two years since newtown or whatever this was another one of those upper class mostly white students at a in a in a place where this quote-unquote wasn't supposed to happen that's why this shit is we need to do something you know that's the only reason the only time we talk about gun control is when it happened to somebody is quote unquote not supposed to happen to come on and so far the only people that that applies to is white kids you know after they shot up that fucking church there was dylan roof shot up a church and people were already on the news before they even knew how the names of the victims talking about well what we don't need to do is politicize this and turn it into a debate about guns and you, the only time it turns to a debate about guns when it's white kids and you can't avoid it i seen white kids on the news and this is not no shade to them um but i seen these white kids on the news and they had hands on they had their hands up and they had don't shoot written on their hands and i checked the fuck out because i was like i remember when there was black kids and they was they was out here like fuck y'all come on you know what i mean like <laughs> it was it didn't turn into a gun debate or any of that shit when it was hands up don't shoot for black kids it was just you know it, it was just like y'all niggas need to get out the street and stop riding and being violent that's how and i was in my fucking brunch and so i'm not wishing these kids any ill will and i me hope they either. get their goal but i had to step back because i said for me i i just can't i'm not on board with the just the imagery alone the hypocrisy of it is already too much for me right and and and, and for me for somebody that's on the outside 
looking in and another reason why i don't say much online where is this y'all forgive this person yet right. ain't nobody putting cameras and video cameras and um, uh, begging y'all to knock it down y'all do y'all forgive him you forgive him i know he killed your babies do you forgive him you forgive him hey students that's mad out here you forgive him you forgive him somebody else you forgive him too you don't do that shit because white people get the right to be angry they get the right to be mad they get the right to be pissed they get the right to be upset they get the right to say shit ain't right and they got to meet with the president some of them you know what i mean and like not just meet with them but like ask questions and shit and yeah they hand selected which ones but they still were live on the air on tv any of those people could have been like actually fuck what i said before this um you need to ban guns what the fuck like why are you let why'd you let my daughter die whatever but everybody stuck to the script and said the safe thing to say to donald trump but the point being um this is still a bunch of people that are only getting this platform because they white kids right you know and i don't i don't mean to you know what it is this is us saying what about our train cars full of broken black bodies and bullet wounds and the stab wounds on our chest what about us you know because it's not fair those people have been hurt too they lost their loved ones so i'm not calling them to the carpet right but even within their victimhood there's a privilege and the same thing you know that's the same thing the woman was saying in that poem to start the show on the stage is even within your womanhood there's a privilege because you ain't never been hit you know like doesn't mean you never been through pain but you never been hit like me you never stabbed a shot like me and that's how i think a lot of black people are feeling right now is like yeah y'all lost y'all wealthy white kids and now it's time to talk about this but we've been talking about all this shit for a minute you know for decades centuries we've had people fighting for this since the since the inception of this country and in way before that and it's like crickets 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 nobody nobody gave a fuck and it's one of those things from that particularly from being a black perspective where you go i support you but what you know i ain't trying to find i support you but I'm staying out of it because as soon as you get what you want, it's going to be fuck you niggas again. Yeah. Um, they also had um, four police officers who didn't go inside the school um, when they um, when the shooting was going on. The, these four deputies, sheriff's deputies hid during the Florida school shooting. And there's like cameras and stuff. So they kind of caught them letting this dude shoot up the school and not going in there uh three broward county sheriff's deputies hit behind cars with their weapons drawn and um one of them just resigned i believe because he said he couldn't he just didn't go in um to save those kids and people have been you know either mocking them or being angry at them like why didn't y'all do what y'all job was and go in there and save those kids and da 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 and that is one way to look at it you know they didn't do their jobs um you also only really care about scared police officers the police are only allowed to be scared when they're shooting a black unarmed person because then when they fear for their lives they become the most dangerous deadly accurate aggressive shooters in the world you know they just turn they turn it to the into the steph curry of shooters when it's uh a unarmed black person you know when it's trayvon martin or um even though that wasn't police that was george Zimmerman. but when it's um you know um 
uh philando castile when it's uh eric garner when it's um um what's the kid from um cleveland the one that's in the park um he's only 11 um so many rice Tamir rice yeah so many names now um when it's rakia boy when you know like when it's sandra bland they always i was scared for my life that's why i reacted in such an aggressive manner i just started fucking people up shooting people choking them out throwing them on the ground you know all this shit you know but here's a person armed with a weapon inside of school shooting it up and y'all scared and y'all hid outside because y'all didn't want to go out there and fucking put your life on the line to a person that had a, a fucking ar-15 now like i said most people would admonish those officers or maybe admonish the hypocritical people who promote the fact that a scared officer i understand the officer was scared couldn't go in there but also when he shoots up a fucking unarmed teenager the officer was scared and that's how he had to shoot him you know okay you know i I also i understand both points of admonishing these people i choose not to go there what i'm saying is this if an ar-15 is so fucking scary to an armed police officer that he won't even do his job why is anyone allowed to have one in america right why is anyone allowed to have one you know like we shouldn't the uh, because those police officers know better than everyone else the damage that those fucking bullets will do to a human being they're designed to kill you there's no coming back from that and if the police officers are going i'm gonna wait it out and hope this motherfucker just shoots himself in the head after killing however many upteen fucking kids i'm gonna wait it out because if i rush up in there i'll just be i'd rather come home to my family tonight well then i feel like we're kind of throwing we're we're missing the forest for the trees by pointing at these officers four officers when it was one people tried to oh look at this motherfucker it's really his okay four that means four rational human beings made a decision i don't want to die from ar-15 gunfire right why are we allowing anyone to sell that own that use that in america our law enforcement people can't do their jobs when these weapons exist they're afraid to do their jobs right they shouldn't the fucking gun shouldn't exist right and it's also one of those things where people act like they will be gun ho the average person does not want to die and will not put their lives on the line let's just keep that real i don't know where these gun ho people that think they're just gonna run up in there and get lit up they're not swat like like these like those cops they're not swat they're not trained people aren't talking about this either they're not swat they're not trained you know you have somebody but that, even here's my thing you know it takes a it takes more time to get swat there correct it's, it's like is they are trained in stopping certain situations what what this is telling you is that even with training all this shit an ar-15 is better than your training correct an ar-15 is scarier than fucking you know um the idea of 17 children and teachers dying in a room in a building where you could walk in and do something about it potentially because you what you're telling me is that this person is superiorly armed to a point where you rationally said i'd rather just stay out here because we i can't stop this person by going in here that's what you're telling me right so why does the weapon exist and for all these pro blue lives matter motherfuckers 
why would you want anyone to have a fucking weapon that can kill police half of the fucking reason that people make these arguments for having these weapons is this idea of like fighting the government and shit but y'all supposed to be team blue lives matter y'all team you know the government is great the army is great you know and even with these ar-15s if these motherfucking tanks come through you ain't got shit you ain't shit you can do anyway but but they love the idea of having these guns to stop the insurrection of whether it's black folks or the latinos coming to to rape everybody or the fucking muslim terrorists is coming like they love demonizing everybody else the only people i see shooting shit up is you you know what i'm saying like the only people i see shooting shit up is white folks and yet we still end up in this situation where in a we know that a police force felt endangered enough to let children die and we're still talking about whether or not these cops should be fired or if they did a good job and not the fucking obvious elephant in the room no one should have a fucking gun that makes a cop afraid to do their job to this point because obviously we're selling people firepower that should not be in the average citizen's hands right because you're going to use the officers as a scapegoat because it's easier to debate whether or not they should have a job or who should be blamed than the fact that these fucking guns should not exist in the public right get the fuck out of here man shit's so stupid <sighs> yeah you let me know when yogi and boo boo is fucking people up for honey then we can talk trump blame movies and video games for youth violence he's just saying anything Oprah donated five hundred thousand dollars to anti-gun violence march in the wake of the florida shooting that's my president um very presidential of her to do that mm-hmm. uh let's see anything else uh, oh here's some good news uh charges were finally dropped against protesters who tore down north carolina confederate statue i was hearing that and i'm glad because what was what what they did one case and i think they said that they didn't have enough evidence a second case came up with the same thing and the same thing happened it was like hey if y'all gonna charge the rest of the i think one person ended up plea dealing but it was like hey if y'all gonna come with the same evidence we're gonna say everybody can go free and even the person that actually plea deal we're gonna let them go free too y'all always not motherfucking the court was like get the fuck out of here with this bullshit mm-hmm. um, and i don't blame them yeah i'm glad i'm glad the charges got dropped that was Wasting such a stupid taxpayers money you trying to make them an example yeah that was so stupid in the first place uh black panther was the first movie filmed at tyler perry studios new stages Mm-hmm. but people you know shit on tyler perry and act like he's just the worst thing ever you know word tyler be helping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't even invite he was like yeah y'all can use my studio that's that that's probably why he built it y'all Still, the woke's gonna be mad but he be helping i'm not i'm not even mad at him mm-hmm Mm-mm. i've never had a problem with him i hope he make medea 3482 oh i'm definitely gonna see the next medea halloween just like i saw the first two um but uh yeah he be helping Mm-hmm. a lot of artists got to make their names off of talking shit about him but even in those instances he still was helping because a lot of people made their names on being not tyler perry for a while come on i'm not tyler perry I'm like i don't know why you mad at him because the people that go see those movies are mostly black people so what the fuck he not supposed to make his money serving the black community the way he chooses to it don't stop you from making your money Mm-mm. last time i checked is 365 days a year and he put a movie out on one of them 
if your ass want to put a movie out that 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 is also catering to black people he ain't stopped nobody yet from putting a fucking movie out mm-hmm. he ain't talk bad about nobody he was like y'all make y'all money too i'm glad that phase passed because i felt the same way about that shit as i feel with a lot of shit when people start blaming black people mm-hmm. on that quote-unquote representation tip where it's like uh, nope the problem isn't that he gotta do something different the problem is these other motherfuckers need to do something other people need to be led into the game but he ain't stopping nobody from being led in the game nope it ain't his fault that they that white people pick the one that that there is like nah that if he didn't exist they just pick somebody it'd be lee daniels or some shit right fuck out of my face keep doing your work you know what i mean it'd be like if we came on this show every day and just talk shit about uh steve harvey or the breakfast club why you know what i mean what about the things i feel the stuff i want to talk about right i can't spend all day talking about what they talked about and how to, what they said was fucked up like i have to talk about what i had to put out into the world what the fuck i think is important correct and that's kind of what a lot of black creators were doing for like five or six years in the two like 2000s it was a lot of like every clip for like i remember the clip for dear white people was you know and such and such not tyler perry i'm like why you not take that shot you know what i mean like that's not his fault like that do your thing show me what's funny about your shit and we'll see if your shit sticks around because that's that easy you know but um yeah he also be helping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got, he got some of that black panther money mm-hmm. they filmed all that shit uh in in georgia area <laughs> a lot of that shit in the georgia area and tyler perry on instagram said welcome to wakanda you want to talk about black history these are the new stages at tyler perry studios and guess what was the first film to shoot on one of the stages was the first film dog do your thing tyler thank you for the help Mm-hmm. and guess what he made it off that white man's money Mm-hmm. 84 million of the reported 200 million dollar budget was spent in georgia so i guess tyler got some disney money he did shout out to ryan cooler also man what's funny is so for so long people used to shit on tyler perry talking about he need to stop making movies and just fund other people's shit okay let's talk about the logistics of that one my movies make money why the fuck i need to stop making movies that make money come on what business school did you go to two who the fuck would be picking the projects that i sponsor and fund me so if you got a problem with what i do guess what the fuck i'm gonna find some shit you probably don't like either way right it's not like i'm gonna be like and now to fund the highest of black art like i'm gonna fund the shit that i think is good and makes money that has been proven to make money so even that was kind of dumb and the other part is stop pocket watching the fuck you care what he do with his money he don't owe it to the community to to make a certain type of movie that's so stupid right it's ridiculous man and, and it's diversity and blackness and everybody act like stuff is and it's a lot of snooty people you know that just think his uh what he does is below them or beneath them or, or just for stupid and ignorant people and that's not so and stop going to see the movies that's all the control you got go watch something else you know yes, and different things entertain us you can love queen sugar and love Medea boo halloween 45 mm-hmm. oh man Mm-mm-mm. um let's see what else mm, no fucking with black people today Mm-mm. okay that's just too much um <laughs> 
uh what do i want to do um i don't want to do white people news because then i gotta play a cover nah um let me do some guest erase i guess oh no no i'll do white people news we'll do some white people news guys just for you guys it's been a while since we've done it we also need to do the trash uh maybe tomorrow oh thank you it's a lot of trash to be taken out um all right let's get some white people news music going give youtube a second to load is it showing my screen i don't see it yet oh wait a minute just popped up okay cool cool um all right and it's just moving slow uh anyway white people news is a segment that we do to kind of wind it down with some lighter news some whiter news of things that are going on in white people's world a lot of times the news that we cover for ourselves is for black people and shit is so depressing and sad and dark and uh you have to lighten it up with whatever white people talking about their news is so much airier and lighter your life will change fluffier and just more fun and the shit the good times music that we go through you know the the slavery hymns and all that stuff so uh all right here we go Get out the way, 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 get out the way
He did a tour. He fucking up people brunches and lunches, people eating their omelies, enjoying their meal, and he just walking around and ding a ding a ding a ding. Man, look at that. What the fuck? <laughs> I just want to enjoy my chicken salad with raisins in it. Where do you come from? Uh, gotta do that, y'all, man. First, this is uh, white people that voted for Trump, so it's not. Uh, this is where we cover it. Samuel uh, Jackson mocked Trump's proposal to aim to arm t- teachers. Can someone that's been in a gunfight tell that motherfucker that's never been in a gunfight the flaws of his arm the teacher's plan? Uh, Trump then called uh something about uh he didn't say something about Sam Jackson being boring, which okay nigga, the box office don't lie. Uh, <laughs> Ryan uh Paul Ryan moved to replace election agency leader and it stirs outcry. Paul Ryan faced Democratic criticism Thursday after choosing not to renew the term of a federal agency head who was helped uh, who was helped lead the change on securing elections from hackers. Oh, because they wanted to be hacked for sure. Of course, because it mean, benefits them. If it didn't, they would be on top of that bullshit. I can't believe it doesn't bother more of the like radical left people that Russia wanted these people in power to hurt the country and it worked and 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 the and they're going along with it republicans are going along with it because they just want the power they don't care how they got it It, 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 it's weird that it doesn't bother more people it's not just it's because here's the thing a lot of people when it was obama in office spent all fucking day on social media telling me how how imperfect he was it's like they don't have nothing to say no more and it's really weird and they it's don't really weird you know what i mean like I, there were prominent voices that made a living being like obama's not good enough and everything is fucking silence yeah it's since november like you know five six posts a day arguing with people on social media finding these you know still talk about them to this day if you bring up something with obama they'll rather go off on them obama and drones or some shit but what about now what about now where's all the outrage where's all the commentary it's just gone it's weird man so i don't know i don't know maybe they were activated by russia too and now that russia's dialing it down a notch maybe they don't feel so brainwashed to go out there and start talking but i'm like what what happened to that that intensity keep up that intensity right mm, it, it it died uh trump orders a ban of rifle bump stops after uh florida shooting here's the other thing they'll never talk about with these bands it's not the same as like a recall they need to go in people's houses and take this shit away because the the if this bump stocks is still out there somebody will just buy one or from somebody that already got one or someone that already has one will fucking get one stolen or they'll be the person that shoots up the next thing so uh attorney please guilty to lying in russia special pro council pro i don't know they still trying to catch this nigga on that russian shit hope it works trump calls a woman's account of sexual misconduct another false accusation Mm, a lot of smoke a lot of smoke for there to be no fire right uh trump held that listening session with the the white students parents that got killed uh parents and students plead with trump how many children had to get shot 
and he actually had to have a actual note card on it to remind him to appear to be human during it like it had five different notes on it and it was it was crazy it was no one else could ever get away with that you know these are the same people that thought obama was scripted for crying at the idea of children dying in newtown thought he thought it was a script a government conspiracy and this motherfucker literally had to have a piece of paper to remind him to like listen all right let's get into lighter whiter news jennifer lawrence calls out sexist debate over her versace dress Mm. Mm -hmm. uh she took a picture in a dress um it it should be showing on the uh screen uh a very racy number as i like that dress Mm -hmm. Uh, she wore a black versace gown to a photo call in london promoting her latest film red sparrow some compared it to elizabeth hurley's famous 90s versace gown which others focus on the while others focus on the amount of skin the actress showed while posing outside next to men in suits the attention surrounding the dress was more than lawrence preferred however she took their facebook account to address it yeah it was funny because it was a lot of people that were quote-unquote woke feminist on twitter white women uh going off about like all these men in suits because uh and then woman is forced to wear a revealing gown mm-hmm. to show her body and stuff because we don't sexualize men this way and da 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 and then she basically wrote on facebook like bitches i wanted to wear this what is wrong with y'all right she said i don't know really know where to get started on this jennifer lawrence wearing a revealing dress is nicole controversy this is not only utterly ridiculous i'm extremely offended keep in mind uh we was celebrating cardi b for saying uh hoes don't get cold come on and because she just be like i refuse to wear clothes out uh that versace dress was fabulous you think i'm going to cover that gorgeous dress up with a coat and a scarf i was outside for five minutes i would have stood in the snow for that dress because i love fashion and that was my choice she continued to call the discussion sexist saying they were really creating silly distractions from real issues get a grip people everything you see me wear is my choice and if i want to be uh cold that's my choice too Those don't get cold we all know that's cardi b the book of cardi b <laughs> verse one chapter one come on um yeah she since shifted focus away from her bare limbs and to the crush she shares most with oscar movie watching planet uh timothy chalamet um oh most of the oscar watch okay so she liked timothy chalamet i guess in an interview with entertainment tonight she described the call me by your name stars both hot and talented timothy i'm waiting for him to get a bit older you know she said uh he's 22 and he's five years her junior i'm buttering him up like a pig for slaughter and then i'm gonna swing right in there as soon as he's like 30 duh so she's like i got my eye on you talking about him the way most men talk about the women in the business so there you go come on except only they start way earlier uh <laughs> when them twins turn 18 it's like it was the, a the babies it was a countdown on them bitches right the children you like why are we counting down this don't make no sense uh jennifer lawrence uh also said that she does not regret dropping out of school when she was 14 years old it won agreed my man lebron was just getting fried by laura ingram for not graduating from high school and speaking on race and he was like bitch graduated from high school what are you talking about right but apparently 
you know it's different when you drop out and become a hollywood darling and you you uh dropped out of school at 14 that's different uh just 27 years old she has earned accolades in hollywood being blah 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 one of the highest paid actresses in the business during the 60 point 60 minutes interview she uh opened up by dropping out of middle school at 14 to pursue her acting dreams i struggled through school i've never felt very smart and when i'm reading the script and i feel like i know exactly what it would look like if somebody felt that way that was a whole part of my brain that i never even knew existed something that i could be confident in and i didn't want to let it go although finding it hard to explain to others the kentucky native described her connection with acting as an overwhelming feeling of i get this this is what i was meant to do to get people to try to understand that when you're 14 years old wanting to drop out of school and do this your parents are just like you're out of your mind i dropped out in middle school i don't technically have a ged or a diploma i'm self-educated and she said she doesn't really have any regrets about it and for the record i don't have a problem with this i just wish it was something that we could see in other people and give props to right because like when a when an nba player is like a high school prodigy and goes straight to the nba they, people immediately start coming for their intelligence like oh this stupid motherfucker does not deserve to be talked about or any level of a platform they don't they don't know what they're talking about they don't live life that's why they need to go to college and all this shit and uh when she did it it's like oh my god i love her right because the thing is that's some people's path in life and sometimes particularly with niggas is the jealousy of i had to go to school i had to get a degree i had to spend this money yeah not just that but i'm I'm talking about even with uh like the media and basketball and stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's just same thing it's Je- weird it's jealousy involved in that too right and racism knows what i'm talking Correct. about racism, not just jealousy right. it's also racism agree so you can be jealous of a hockey player but we let uh hockey and baseball players in college have agents yeah we do there's an entire ncaa scandal right now because a fucking agent would dare pay for a meal for a kid and shit like like but only in basketball and football is that a thing that is not allowed like that celine dion dealt with a fan who rushed the stage with maximum compassion oh celine what you mean maximum one of my favorite canadians well you know people rush the stage sometimes they get over emotional a video's gone viral of singer celine dion placating a seemingly drunk fan who came on stage in vegas on friday night according to the uploader's description of the video the woman got on stage and talked about how her son had a bone marrow transplant and asked everyone there to become a donor rather than had a fan bundled off stage by security dion takes some time to talk to the woman showing compassion and humor even when the woman appears to grind against dion Dion says to the fan you know what something in common we got babies that we love at one point she even tells the security to go away joking get out get out but she eventually talks the woman into being escorted off the stage asking you promise me you'll be careful you know what some people go through a lot Dion said uh, to the crowd after the woman left the stage and people need to talk and I want to say thank you to all of you because for maybe five minutes we have given this lady a moment to talk many were appalled at her handling the situation uh wait appalled oh wait many applauded i was gonna say appalled what was bad about that what a class act she's a true inspiration you know all the good stuff uh so good good for celine you know mm-hmm. you know i would have just uh given security the com- oh what's happening i would have given security the come get this nigga uh sign yeah. but that's just me right right y'all ever rush the stage at a blackout tips event security is coming 
okay they they might be up there already they on their way to get you i'm not giving you no minutes to mm-mm, talk mm-mm. it's gonna no be like passion it's, it's gonna be like my security gonna be like uh beyonce security on that motherfucking fan they're gonna be like bitch mm-hmm. and all that shit is mm-mm, that shit is dead um all right um we all almost out of time we'll do one more white people news story then we got time for that uh justin thoreau found post-it notes uh from brad pitt during his jennifer aniston marriage oh shit oh now we get into the truth now the truth is coming out okay i i you know i thought now maybe spilling that uh lifting unsweet tea <laughs> yes just lifting unsweet tea that's what we that's, that's it all we, over these white lipless people i know that's what we shaking the table with fans have always longed for 90s golden couple brad pitt and jennifer anson to get back together something justin thoreau became keenly aware of two years ago when he found love notes anderson had saved from the heartthrob a source recalls in a new issue of us weekly he stumbled upon old post-it notes brad had written sweet little posters like you look nice tonight and miss you already she's still holding on to them though i feel you justin that's a little that's a little strange uh especially for a man that left her for angelina jolie in the middle of a movie the source explains that impact of those little notes was huge jen assured him they weren't a big deal but justin wasn't thrilled justin had moments of insecurity like that oh is that what we calling it uh i would have sold that shit on ebay a previous report uh said that they announced their split in february 15th in an effort to reduce any further speculation you know that shit they always say mm-hmm. um but irreconcilable differences mm-hmm. you know don't be asking us no questions and shit we broke up uh <laughs> anyway guys i'm just saying that nigga found brad pitt posted notes he knew it was a rap i mean they from brad pitt dog it's just it is what it is right brad motherfucking pitt i understand why she kept him but at the same time i understand what that nigga was like and i'm out all right <clears throat> last uh last segment <laughs> sword ratcheting this time a priest and others were wounded in a sword attack in yogyakarta indonesia a muslim extremist attacked the catholic church in indonesia on february 11th wounding a priest and two worshippers and a police officer well shit got his money's worth the 23 year old attacker identified as suluyono of bayawangi uh struck uh during mass at saint Lidwina Church, uh, Catholic Church in Central Java City of Yogyakarta. Hey, you want to know what's weird? Would have shot way more people in America. Would have killed a lot of people. Everybody would have been mowed down. If it was America, it would have been Cause 50 it, people killed. Because it, it takes more effort to swing a sword. He reportedly stormed into the service, brandishing a meter-long sword, and began striking people. Carl Edmund Peer, an 81-year-old German-born priest, was reportedly standing at the altar when he was seriously wounded. Police arrived within minutes, but not before the suspect decapitated statues of Jesus and Mary. Oh, Mary too? What was some statues made out of? Oh, that sword made out of. Police charged him with per- uh, persecution, sharp weapon ownership, and terrorism, according to Jakarta, the Jakarta Post. Vibranium? He, right? <laughs> he could face the death penalty under indonesia's 
2003 terrorism law legislation that is under revision in the uh house of representatives um so that is pretty bad um there you go guys we'll be back tomorrow thank you so much for tuning in we appreciate everybody uh for checking us out and uh atlanta is back in two days and i'm so excited i've been rewatching yes. season one um looking for easter eggs and i caught the the cover for childish galbino's awaken my love album in the episode juneteenth in craig's office word yep that's crazy so um and also did you know the dude who played montague on ban black ass nigga network i assume mm-hmm. um black ass network or whatever um that dude played kato in underground word yep yeah wow so rewatching it has been fun if you uh i think it's all on hulu right now too i missed that show somebody please pick up underground two more days atlanta's back and of course we'll be doing our walking day review probably wednesday this week so yes all right guys until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.